This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, April 16th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Senator sees rule buy-in on climate. Searching for an infrastructure deal and producer group blasts Vilsack action. Senate climate bill close. Senate Agriculture Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow tells AgriPulse she expects a new bipartisan version of the Growing Climate Solutions Act to be released within a few days. The funding issues have been now apparently worked out with the bill, which is aimed at laying the groundwork for ag carbon markets. Republican Senator Mike Braun talked up the bill at a Senate Budget Committee hearing on Thursday on climate change. He said there's more buy-in for climate change action out in farm country than people think. As for the bill itself, he said, you've got to get something across the finish line. I think that's got a good chance of making headway this year. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, a Rhode Island Democrat, accused corporate America, including big ag, of not putting enough pressure on Congress to act on climate change. Glimmers of bipartisanship on infrastructure. Some Senate Republicans are talking about working out a deal with Democrats on a more limited infrastructure bill in the range of $800 billion. That's far less than the $2.7 trillion President Joe Biden wants. But Senator Chris Coons, a Delaware Democrat who's close to the president, told reporters yesterday that it's possible to have a more limited bipartisan bill addressing needs such as transportation and partly funded with user fees. Democrats could then pass the rest of what Biden wants through the budget reconciliation process with no GOP support, Coons suggested. Senator Lisa Murkowski, an Alaska Republican, notes that it would be a lot easier to pay for an $800 billion infrastructure bill than one that's over $2 trillion. By the way, the Association of Equipment Manufacturers has released a report calling on Washington to move forward with a sweeping infrastructure plan. Policymakers must, quote, respond to the transformative challenges of our time, AEM says, Federal help is needed in many areas, including assistance to budget-strapped states and localities, worker training, broadband expansion, electric grid modernization, and incentives to decarbonize the manufacturing sector, according to AEM. The group is silent on how to pay for the plan. Jason Andringa, CEO of Iowa-based Vermeer Corporation, chaired the AEM task force that developed the report. He said the country has, quote, a generational opportunity to renew our commitment to cutting-edge transportation, water, energy, and telecommunications infrastructure and boost our national competitiveness. The time to rebuild is now. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak. After this, located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. 
United Fresh blasts cancellation of food box program. The trade group representing the fruit and vegetable industry said it was deeply disappointed in Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack's decision to end the Farmers to Families food box program. This decision is short-sighted, and comments disparaging the program are a slap in the face to thousands of volunteers, nonprofits, regional food distributors, and farmers who work together in communities across the country to deliver healthy foods to people in their time of greatest need, United Fresh said in a statement yesterday. Vilsack announced the decision at a House Appropriations Subcommittee hearing on Wednesday. United Fresh says USDA did not consider numerous recommendations to improve the program or take into account the wide range of support for the program in its recent public listening session. This sudden decision seems more a political statement repudiating a program begun in a former administration that an objective evaluation of the program's ability to improve Americans' health. Farm lending slow in early 21. Financial aid producers receive through the Paycheck Protection Program has helped keep farm lending low in the first quarter of this year. That according to the Fed Reserve Bank of Kansas City. The total volume of non-real estate farm loans is roughly 10% lower than last year, with operating loan volume dropping $12 billion from last year. Lending has been coming in below the historical average on a rolling four-quarter basis since last year and dropped some 4% over that time frame, the report said. China goes in big for U.S. sorghum. April 2nd to 8th, another big week of U.S. sorghum trade with China. That according to the latest weekly data from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. FAS reported net sales of just shy of 602,000 metric tons of U.S. sorghum to China for that seven-day period. Also reported was 55,000 tons to unknown buyers, which trade sources say was likely Chinese buyers. Added together, the total was a marketing year high. FAS also reported significant shipments of over 860,000 tons of sorghum to China for the week. U.S. sorghum exports continued to signal very strong demand for our crop, and new purchases at this level only reaffirmed that, said National Sorghum Producer CEO Tim Lust. The size of shipments reported this last week is equivalent to the size of approximately 10 to 12 Panamax vessels. NPPC watching China for signs of worsening ASF spread. Port prices are declining in China, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the country has the kind of control over the spread of African swine fever that its leaders are claiming. That according to the National Pork Producers Council. We're watching it closely, says NPPC CEO Neil Dirks, who stressed there are plenty of anecdotal reports suggesting, quote, there's a long way to go before China can assure that the swine disease is under control. About a year and a half ago, pork prices were declining in China, but that was because farmers were rushing to get their animals to market before they could die from the disease. That's not necessarily the case now, he said, but he also stressed that the jury is still out. Here's today's She Said It. Our farmers and ranchers can lead the world with innovative carbon conservation practices. That U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai 
says the environmental concerns are going to play a bigger role in U.S. trade policy going forward. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, April 16th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.